Alright, this is the Week in Wrestling, Episode 3. We're talking about the French Grand Prix, a.k.a. the Grand Prix of Paris, a.k.a. the Henri Delon, a.k.a. the Henri de Glane. This tournament has 100 names, and so does our guest. You might know him as the CEO of Italians. He's from, like, Genoa or, like, Bologna or whatever's, like, the crappiest city in Italy. That's not the crappiest city. Listen, whatever listen, is the Nick, crappiest city, you're from there. It, it's Seth. You can be... It's, it's Sicily was, is for the longest period of time, considered it... Sicily's not a city, Italy. you know. It's, it's an it's island. A, it's an island, but you, you get the mindset where it's from, and then they all go to America, and then people have a negative con, uh, concept of it because they're all fishmongers and criminals. But that's a royal bloodline that I come from. But yeah, some of the aliases, I think the CEO of Italians is a good one. It was a promotion from Seth Pitar. Essentially, it arose because nobody can correctly say my last name. So I just cater to my, what I say, fans, but mentally ill people who find what I say to be amusing and not, yeah. So that's, that's that. Which I guess that qualifies some of the listeners. Which, mm-hmm. if if they believe, if they they feel bad about that, you know, okay they should feel ugly. bad. But you know, yeah, it's okay to be ugly. Just make sure your friends are too. You don't want to be the, the one ugly guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, so let's let's go. Let's let's, uh, let's get business. into it. So the big um, one of the big storylines was at fifty-seven kilograms men's freestyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, a pretty strong field. Uh, the U.S. and Azerbaijan both sent uh, some good wrestlers. Uh, Nick Suriano won the tournament, beat uh, Amir Aslanov from Azerbaijan Bazarganov. and, and uh, Bazarganov. He, he beat Amir Aslanov yeah. in the first round and Bazarganov. In the yeah, final, Bazarganov. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. So it was weird with Bazarganov. We'll start with Amir Aslanov because he was the one. Most people had their eyes on uh, back at the end of 2019 or mid-2019. We'll go back to the European Games. Mm-hmm, when he beat uh, Goyev. bronze at Euros. He beat Goyev and then Stefan Micic, who had just beaten the returning world bronze medalist, Atli, mm-hmm. from Turkey, Suleiman Atli. He absolutely took him apart. And then he wrestles Agoyev in the opening round, loses a, t- a close one, but like Agoyev's in control. And then he wrestles... Um, Back by Ardenibach from Mongolia, who's a two-time world bronze medalist. And Amir Slanov, they go in an over-under, and Ardenibach absolutely flattens him. Like, he does a headstand to get out of it, but he still gives up a four and loses on criteria. So, you know, expectations are really high for the guy. He's still top 15, but he goes into nationals to end the year. He doesn't win nationals. He loses to... um. Afghan Kasalov, who even with all the stuff that went down this month, Bazarganov might be the number one domestically there, but Kasalov is still, relative to the rest of these guys, the guy. But, I mean, Suryana's win over him was really surprising because Amir Slanov is a guy who, by far, his biggest attribute is his ability to use his underhooks and be physical with guys, and Nick completely shut him down in a 7-0 win. And then Bujishvili... That Georgian, we'll talk about him and Vito later. Mm-hmm. Nick completely shut out any scrambles and any throws from him, which is not an easy thing to do. And then Bazarganov, did you get the feeling that Bazarganov is one of those guys where they're made from the template 
where they do what Gilman does and they can handle his physicality so they don't fold like most international guys do. Because Gilman will not have two or three losses like that where he deals with somebody that hand fights well and can actually consistently shoot. I mean, Gilman got robbed in that match, but it, it was a yeah, worse it was a worse matchup for him than the other guys. Yeah, like like Atley. Atley gives him those sort of issues. Exactly. Yeah. The lengthy, strong guy, like a good knee pull center, because Gilman is mm-hmm. heavy on his front leg, and that leaves him open to these sort of guys. And like, well, Sanayev is the most prevalent case yeah. back in 2018, where he was. Gilman just got absolutely blown out. But Bazarganov, it's not a great style matchup to begin with. Bazarganov is coming on, and questionable call at the end. You know, not great for Thomas Gilman. But I remember seeing Bazarganov. I think he was a U23 guy before. But I saw him wrestle the Russian national champ from 2019 and lose out on a big scramble at the Moscow Cup. And I was like, he's legit. But I mean... It's more like a, a matchup dependent guy, but um, let's see. Well, this was a um, this is a double elimination, so we got to see a couple different mm-hmm. key matchups. So Gilman wrestled the Dishish really. He wrestled him twice, make, which didn't make yeah, sense twice. how the bracket worked that way. Double. But I initially thought that was weird, but both times, well, the second time, both matches were like six four, right? Uh, I thought it was like four one the first time. Yeah, and then and then the, the second, second one, one, he was like winning, and then he kind of jumped wrap. himself into a chest wrap. Yeah, totally jumped himself into. It. I remember that it took him feet to back a six four, and then he did beat Arujo on the top side, mm-hmm. and looked pretty solid in that. Yeah, I thought like Gilman actually through. wrestled fairly well. Yeah, he did. He just ran into that guy who sort of fits that mm-hmm. template of international guys that give him problems. Mm-hmm. Then Arujo lost to Gilman, beat, I'll just tell you right now, the only, the, the, the two guys that he beat in Repishaz don't matter. Um, Those people she hit, they kind of don't matter, so it's okay. Yeah, it's fine. Um, and then we had Bujishvili. That was a 15-13. And this is the second time Vito has been in there with a really, really good guy. A bit up and down sort of guy, but really good. And did you get the feeling he extends scrambles and flurries longer than they need to be? Yeah. Like he'll get extended on shots and stuff, but even then he's still continuing action beyond a point that's beneficial. Sabanov was at the Oregon last year. That's where it came up, but Bujishvili is better than Sabanov and scrambling and scoring that way. Mm-hmm. And he's really good with a chest strap, and he, he's the quintessential counter-wrestler at 57. Mm-hmm. And just Vito played into that. Now, yeah, I mean, Vito... Yeah, he... Vito walked himself into an arm throw yeah. for four, and then, and then forward him right back. Yeah, yeah. So he's got this... It's not like an American where they don't know how to scramble out and mm-hmm. reattack in those positions. It's just Vito keeps putting himself in mm-hmm. those positions unnecessarily. He also, like, when uh, when Bujishvili would get to his legs, he's like, "Oh, I'm chest wrapped." Like, just oh, just yeah. hip down. Just don't. don't just he he gave down. up four when he he. I think he did it twice. He he kind of forward himself. Oh yeah yeah. yeah. Ugh, those days will soon be over. 
Not mm-hmm. that, that that sounds much worse, but he'll, I'm saying that he'll figure <laughs> he'll, out. He'll sharpen he'll sharpen up. He doesn't yeah. know how to. He would pick to sprawl. Yeah, I would hope. Um, so we'll finish up with Azerbaijan. So Dikshvili beat Amir Slanov, and like a nine six, like a good score, and Repishaj to make bronze against Gilman. But what does that all mean? I mean, Amir Slanov had the best 2019, but he lost Kasalov. Kasalov has beaten both of them now at this mm-hmm. point. We're talking about Afghan Kasalov. But Bazarganov has the win over the highest-ranked guy in Thomas Gilman, who's number eight in the world right now. Now, Gilman, mm-hmm. let's talk about He's He's on a bit of a skid. He looks good, but he's on in big matches that matter, let's say. He's on a skid. Seth Gross, Bazarganov. You know, I don't have a lot of faith in him as the number one guy relative to the field. I just don't. Mm-hmm. What's well, a Spencer? It's going to be Spencer Lee. I mean, you're dealing Is with it? the guy like Yeah, that. so what, uh, does this change the pecking order for you in the U.S. with, uh, Gilman, Arujo, and uh, Suriano, or is it still just all Gilman? Or uh, all, all Spencer Lee? Yeah, I mean, when I think about how they match up against each other, Spencer's still my guy to go with, but in response to like how um, they look against each other, like based off of just results, you'd have to put... Um, depends, they weren't domestic head-to-heads, but you would have to put... Yeah, you would put you would put Suriano now at number three. You'd put Seth Gross at number two, and then Gilman at four, and then uh, Arujo at five, and then Spencer Lee at one. Because Gross has the domestic win over Suriano and Gilman at this point, so. That's my takeaway from it. I mean, it's a really good weight. Uh, all right, Seth, keep talking. I have to do something for a minute. Okay. So the next one we had 61 kilos, which the Olympic weights didn't really get, or non-Olympic weights, sorry. Of course, the Olympic weights got attention. But when we did um, the non-Olympic weights, they didn't get nearly as much as, say, 86 or 97 because... You know, for American eyes and fans, you know, Beckham Tadzi, just hearing that name doesn't quite ring the same bell as Kyle Snyder. Nobody says Kyle Snyder like that, but you, you understand what's going on. Becca, you know, he's the 2019 world champion. He, he's, you know, a pretty electric guy watching him wrestle. And he won what was pretty, not that great of a, not mm-hmm. super deep field. Yeah, but we can talk about think, this later, but it is interesting the way different different countries and different people treat the non-Olympic weights. Oh, yeah. And, and how they seriously they take them. Americans have barely competed in them. Joe Cologne, like, did one, and I think... I don't even remember if he... No, I, no. For some reason, I remember he was bumped up. But, yeah, the, the thing that interests me, at least, about the bracket on Tadzi one, he beat Ayub Musayev of Belgium... I mean, Germany is stacking itself with transfers. Now, they may not be transfers. They may have been young kids who moved over uh, off of immigration due to you know, the 
conflict in the area. Like a lot, you'll see a lot of Chechens in France pop up like that, or Dagestanis. But I mean, Tamerlan Azizov for France, Adam Babulatov for France, Ayub Messiah for Belgium. I mean, traditionally, you wouldn't see this sort of caliber of guys coming over to uh, like a Western European country. And they're being influenced now because they came over with that crop um, and now they're matriculating past that junior and U23 age group into senior level guys. Now, do they make a big noise? Not really, but it's interesting to see how that impacts um, who gets to represent who at the World Championships because Germany is most well known for uh, eliminating Pat Downey from the World Championships at 86. Mm Mm-hmm. Never forget Ahmed Didarif. And then uh, Amin uh, beat him next round, right? Yeah, Miles Amin beat Didarif mm-hmm. next round. Didarif had that... He foot-swept Sammy Brooks at the beginning of the year and then just got tacked like two minutes later. Like, he came with like 20 seconds worth of cardio to the Oregon, and it was really impressive to me. Mm-hmm. Well, because that's, that's that's the beginning, that's kind of the beginning of their year. That's the the uh, whatever yeah. you call it. The on a wave, what? you got the 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 trough of their the kind of training of cycle. Things. You know what I mean? But that's that's the that's what you call it on a wave function when you have the up and you have the oh, down. Oh, is that a math thing? Because yeah, I, and see, a, I I think about food and stuff. So when you say trough, I think of pigs. Okay, well, like anyway, when, there's an up and there's a down. Oh, January yeah, 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 is the down for most international wrestlers in their training cycles. Yeah, relative to everything. Okay, just this trough makes me think of a bunch of smelly, stinky pigs just pigging out on, on a trough full of, like, corn and things like that. So, uh, the dip. Exactly. We'll find, we'll find some neutral word that isn't trough. I didn't even have strong feelings about the word trough beforehand, but now I... It's a technical term, all right? I really hate it, to be honest with you. <laughs> Despise it more than anything. All right. Well, let's get to 65. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so this ball. was James Green's international debut, return at 65. Return, yeah. Uh, he did okay. He didn't look bad. Mm-hmm. Pretty solid. Like his conditioning relative to the last yeah. time out in 2016 mm-hmm. is way better. But um, his I mean, he beat offense is yeah. He he beat Destrobots convincingly, which and by Ramoff, no close, American had done. He he shot out by Ramoff, right? Yeah, by Ramoff, like three zero feeds into that too. Yeah, like he wins those close matches. He's like um. Remember when Jabril Hasanoff first came out and like the, like he was junior the start, the start of the 2008 to 2012 quad, and he was doing well at senior level events, but his offense hadn't really gone well, but he's so defensively sound and stout that he is showing out against good guys. Byramov is essentially what would happen if you did that and plugged that into like 2018, 2019. Because Byramov had this crazy streak, and we can look it up right now, where he went undefeated um, from 
throughout his age group. So we'll, clarification on that. He went and won Euros, Worlds, Youth Olympic, and the Youth Olympic Games all in 2018. Undefeated. Won Junior Euros over Muslim Saidalev, who's an Alon's champ. Pretty good guy. But, um, yeah, but Ramos, really solid. And he won U23s last year in a field ahead, Jane Ironman. And he did beat Ilman Mukhtarov, who, that would be his second-ranked win, because Mukhtarov is at number 19 right now. But, yeah, James looked good against him. And Destrobots, he's like um, like an American adjacent style. Like, front headlock heavy. Doesn't really drop to his knee. Maybe shoots one or two like a drag to a snatch single, but he's not really he's not really great on his own offense against guys who keep consistent pressure. Mm-hmm. But, I want to know yeah, more James about made the top side. where um like where he trained and like what you know what what's his coaching like what's his training like Destrovats? Yeah, just what what is wrestling um, like in South America? Where is he from? Argentina? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they have any developmental programs down there. That's what I'm saying. Like, how, how do you even get yeah. good? Like, oh, I think they probably do funding for stuff because I think I saw him. And I'm sure he, he does overseas camps, but like, his day to day when he was a kid and everything. Oh, yeah. I think they just have their developmental plans that aren't too much different. I think he's still solid. Uh, so the bottom half. Yanni, the pride of the Balkans, made the semis against Vladimir Kinchkishvili. And what did he do? 13-2. Excellent. Exactly. What else do you want? That's, that's mm-hmm. it. But Vlad did, like, give up. Mm-hmm. He, got, he got exposure happy, and he never actually stopped Yanni's momentum. So mm-hmm. he's, like, giving up consistent fours. When Yanni does that swim... Like, high C and that really mm-hmm. quick low single that he does. And it's like, dude, he's really good at finishing. Like, I'm not going to say do the thing you did last time, but you should, you should probably do that if you want to win. How yeah. stupid is it that Jaden Ironman is the one who sort of showed you just got to change levels a lot against Kinchikis, really? Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, Ironman yeah. beat him, like, 4-1 off... Just doing like eight level changes into a double leg. Oh yeah, just bullying him because he's still a sixty-one. He just weighs at like sixty-eight kilos, and it's not. I mean, he st- he got bullied by Raheem Zadeh. He got bullied. Yeah, he's just been getting bullied a lot, but he's still solid enough if mm-hmm. you just engage him in like these scramble-heavy matches. But it's not even that he's super old. It's just everyone's getting good. Yeah. Then Yanni. Well, and James. just if so. you if you commit to just getting both his legs, he's like ah, you got me. Yeah, I'll just chest wrap. We'll just yeah. stop there, man. I'm Oklopkov. That hurts to see. You know, he just he he, he did that uh, transition of being an undersized GQ transfer to a non-power country and losing after he had a cool 2019. He's the one that beat, um, when Joe Cologne went to the Uregan back then, he lost to the Polish guy, Grigorov. And then Grigorov got launched by Oklopkov. And then Oklopkov 
lost to um, Idrisov, who Idrisov was the world runner up in 2019, but he showed up at nationals last year for Russia, and he bumped up to like 70. He looked like he, he, he was a so realistically he's like 73 kilos cutting down to 61, so he looked like a blimp, mm-hmm. and like like he didn't have any ankles, nothing, and he almost beat Anzer Zakoyev. Like a, like a guy who's been top 15 before. Pretty frustrating when you think about how successful some people are when they're fat and how people like to say, hey, you should watch your weight. Like, no, 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 no. The, the, the more dense you get and the lower your center of gravity is, the more likely you are to succeed. So if you just get shorter and rounder, there's no way you can lose. Mm-hmm. That's what I like to think. It's worked. Um, it's worked for some people, but it has not worked for everyone. Density theory, you know. Mm-hmm. Replace tables with troughs. But it's it's one of those social science theories that it's hard to actually prove, you know. Where it's it's well, not you like you know physics or something where it's actually proven. It's one of those things where like they so say what you're it's true. Is but... I couldn't get a grant to line up fifteen. No, you could definitely get a grant. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's just like it would be kind of... Make-believe? Exactly. Or, you yeah, know, non-replicable. Yeah, I mean, you don't really need to replicate success when you've had success because you had success. But That's true. Just one to, world championship and you can retire. Well, no, just any success. You know, oh. Success is subjective. Oh. So you just go off and see your perception of what something is. And if it's success, you've succeeded... And you're done. But speaking of success, Sarabi Kupashvili, what did he do? He won in a mm-hmm. what was it like a? Why did he wrestle seventy and not sixty-five? He doesn't want to cut weight. I mean, he hasn't. I want to see the last time he wrestled uh, down to Olympic weight. If he did recently, he's a he twenty seventeen world champion at mm-hmm. seventy sixty-five, right? 65, yeah. It, yeah 65. And that was the he last time he was at the weight. Yeah, and he really shouldn't be this early out. And he just lost in the Georgia National Finals to uh, Talashadze, who we'll get to later as the runner-up to Dake up a weight. But, I mean, Zarab looked good against what was, you know, frankly pretty middle-tier competition and Sava and Picor. But, I mean, that's good to actually see him getting his offense going again. When before he'd be losing these close matches because he just would never do anything. Frustrating stuff. But 74. Who do we have that, that won the big uh, G-O-L-D? It was uh, Kale Dick or whatever they call him. Uh, yeah, Rest Dick. Dog. D-Y-C-K? Yep. That sounds like a cool brand I could like put on. A logo like a supreme and just dick, and, and mm-hmm. everyone would respect me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he um, made Gajiev uh, immerse himself in the dirt or whatever it is that he believes in. Oh, right, right. Eat the dirt. Through, yes. Because of the nitrogen rich bacteria mm-hmm. that are in it. It's yeah. Um, it's, it's the guy tried to fight rear standing against Dake, and. Um, oh, that's a bad idea. Yeah, he showed it was a bad idea. That's the bad thing about Kajra, because he had this great 2019 run where he beat Sonia Demirtas, Sushil Kumar, Bexar Abdurakhmanov. So three world Olympic medalists in a row at Worlds. 
loses to Burroughs. And then the only thing that people remember about him now is 2020 Euros, he, like, like destroys his elbow against Chimizo getting bombed. He gets COVID, and then he comes back, gets bombed by Dake, but he's good. Mm-hmm. So, like, he's just... His body refuses to not be, you know, harmed against these guys, which sucks because, you know, he beat Hasenbeck Zamalov, like, in 2018, so... Hurts. Hey, Mitch Feinsilver did well. Yeah, um... Beat uh, Asimov, who's I don't know if he's really that good, but Josh he's can, solid. Yeah, Josh he's, can he's beat James good. Green. Did he? I thought he lost. Twenty eighteen, back in seventy, then at, he went up at uh, at World Cup. I thought James World Green Cup, won that. Yeah. J- no, Josh Gunn no, won that. And, oh, that's that's a, yeah, a really Gunn big win that. then. Yeah, and then he went up to seventy four, and I was like, oh okay. And then he loses to like Andreas Mazika of Lithuania. And then I gave up hope on him, and now I, now we're here. But yeah, Fine Silver be two mm-hmm. pretty solid, inconsistent Aziris that don't deserve any respect. Um, Gajimat Omarov, he used to be good. Uh, emphasis on used to, but good for Mitch. And then, uh, oh, Kajimad got bronze. Now that's a that's somebody that can win. Okay, mm-hmm. and then Mitch beat Josh Gunn. Pretty. Good. Now, he also beat a guy who's qualified for the Olympics, and Camille Rybicki, who's not bad at all. Mm-hmm. But, who yeah, um, they, who they are the qualify. main guys who have not qualified at 74? Bexod, um, I think Jip, whoever, oh, well, Nurikov wasn't qualified. Mm-hmm. Demir Test, so... Uriel so that's Mads two from Asia, right? Or three from Asia? Right, uh, Uzbekistan. Yeah. Nurikov's Belarus. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And then Umar Pashayev, the Bulgarian. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's two, three from Europe. Azerbaijan needs to qualify. So it's, it's Europe Turkey. that's going to be the main uh, kind of battleground. Yeah. Stuff. Oh, um, oh Nurikov's not even the guy anymore for them at 74. They just had nationals. And um, Kadi Magomedov, who just got bronze at 79, who's the mm-hmm. top-ranked guy going in, the individual World Cup, just beat him. So it's Kadi Magomedov. Is that, is that conclusive that he'll be the guy then? How do they do he'll their send whole... will qualifier. Okay. Yeah, it shouldn't be an issue mm-hmm. there. How do, they, how do they sort those things out? The weird thing... Belarus isn't as weird as Bulgaria, but you'll have two separate ones. One which just ended the year, and guys can get exemptions from it if they're sick or hurt and the other one is that the start of the year like the beginning of the year where you need to show up to win your spot to go to euros and then that really starts the cycle along deciding who's going to be the world rep but yeah ali shabanov went up there and he avenged his loss to rasul takayev who um just got bronze just got bronze no he got bronze like a year ago at euros so Ali did it. And Ali had just lost, like at the end of the year, to Takayev again. So yeah, Belarus is fine. Bulgaria is much more complicated, um, because we'll get we'll get to him later. But Magomed Ramazanov has a brother named Ramazan. Ramazanov. Classic. Yeah, he's he's supposed to have been competing for Bulgaria for the past year. He hmm. just got his citizenship. But he hasn't been competing at all for Russia. 
because what happened was he went into the Open Bulgarian Championships where you can be a legionnaire for another country and wrestle and they'll give you a spot and, you know, earn your spot, right? Your, your card to, to compete. And then they get you through your passport and everything, but it took him too long. So he had to go compete again at nationals, get his spot for Bulgaria, and now he's lined up. But Ramazan finally got it, but, you know, he's been stuck in this. But the thing with Bulgaria is they do have an open version of the national tournament where guys from other countries who are looking to get, you know, qualification for the place can compete for them and get a spot competing for another country. It, it, it's kind of... So it's, 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 basically, it's basically an audition to get into their team yeah, and then they'll let, they'll yeah. start you on the process of nationalization naturalization yeah, yeah. whatever yeah yeah naturalization is the one yeah because half the guys don't ever actually spend much time right. in their countries that they transfer to i still see them out in uh Kochkala. not even showing up to camp just hanging out in augustine all day hmm yeah Let's see. Uh, seventy nine. Kenshadzi won. Was there anyone good oh, the in that one? bracket? Uh, yeah, no. The the good the good one. Avantil, no, not Nika. Yeah, but the the, the more successful Nika. one. Wait, what? Nika beat um, Gadzina Bf like two mm-hmm. years ago, twenty eighteen. Yeah, he's fine. I'm just saying, Avantil's the yeah. the guy who's going to be winning the Chad, medals. The the Chad yeah. versus. Yeah. Yeah, isn't that isn't the concept of that whole meme just supposed to be physiognomy? Like, look at the guy's jawline. I bet mm-hmm. he's a bitch. Yes, that's that's seems scientific to me. Yeah, uh, Kenshadzi, uh just yeeted everybody is the proper term for terminology. Terminology. Uh, the only important guy there was Maxim Vasilu, who was a Ukrainian transfer to Romania. He was um, a U23 world runner-up in 2018 to his younger brother, um, Aftendio Kanchadze, at 74 kilos. But yeah, Kanchadze flexed on him, uh, like Nicky Push-Ups, or um, a, a fight site favorite, AJ Ferrari, mm-hmm. who doesn't get nearly enough respect. And on that subject, I don't think Italians anywhere get nearly enough respect. Really? You know, yeah, I think when I walk around... I hear a lot of rumblings and mumblings about, oh, look at that, a WAP in public. You don't get to see that much often. Well, maybe you should look away if it's that bad. You know, people, it's really bad. Mm. Uh, Yeah, but people don't give enough respect to Italians. I think AJ's starting a trend where, you know, that's going to change, you know. Maybe he'll be the first Italian president. Who knows? I'd like to see it. Sick of being treated like a second-hand citizen. All right, well, it is now time for a commercial break. Uh, We have an advertisement from ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN uh, lets you go on the Internet safely and securely, and it lets you obscure your IP address so you can uh, get around international uh, barriers and such. So you can watch events like Henri Delon French Grand Prix without paying right. Flow Wrestling because you can just set yourself as being in uh, Malawi France. or France 
and watch it for free. I said Malawi. Is that how you say it? Where is that? It's in Africa. You mean Mali? No, there's a a different country. Is it the one with the W? Yeah, M-A-L-A-W-I. The A, the L, the A, the W, the I. Yeah. I think I remember that. The Republic of Malawi is a landlocked country in southeastern Africa. Hmm. It is bordered by Zambia and Mozambique. So do you have to actually move there, or is there some sort of uh, legislation that if they figure out you're really not from there, you know, they'll wreck your shit? Uh, With the VPN? Yeah, yeah. No, that's what's beautiful about it, is um, you just pay Express VPN... Uh, so what you're going to do is you're going to go to so thefight-site.com. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to walk you through it right now. Okay. All right, so, because you're, um, you're a pretty kind of old school guy, right? And when I, when yeah. I say that, I mean like in a world of foraging for food and like nonverbal communication, you, you would fit right in, right? Right, right. So yeah, so, so let's... Homo sit- Homo sapien adjacent life forms, yeah. So, yeah. So, what you're going to do is you're going right. to go to the fight-site.com. Mm-hmm. You're going to go down to the bottom. Uh, there's right. going to th- be a thing that says Express VPN. VPN for all of your devices. And it looks like a scam, mm-hmm. but it's not. All right, so click That's on that. That's pretty important. Now, I've, I've clicked on scams before and have been scammed. Mm-hmm. But this is not. It is the okay. VPN that just works. Right. It is the number one trusted leader in VPN, and it offers a 30-day yeah. money-back guarantee. So you could, in theory, sign Take up, watch money. a tournament, and then just cancel it. But, but we you can do, get it. That's that's a legitimate. We don't do that. Yes, we, we don't are... do that. We would never do that. For 12 months, uh, you can pay. Right now, it's 35% off. You can pay uh, at a rate of $8.32 per month. Uh, which a sounds like discount? a very good deal. Uh, a, I think this might be through the discount. I don't know exactly how it works because I clicked through the link on the fight site. Maybe if you just Google ExpressVPN, you would not have this offering. So go to the fight site, scroll down to the bottom, click on ExpressVPN, and the entire internet will be at your fingertips. Again, we want to thank the, the very... Very successful people at ExpressVPN. They're a very sexy product. It makes me feel very happy when I use it. And my friends like to watch me use it. And it's just a big old fun time when I use ExpressVPN. So make sure to visit the fight site today and use Express for your, you know, click our link for the ExpressVPN. And you too can uh, cruise the internet anonymously and do whatever you want, and nobody can tell you what to do. You know, you're like, uh, who's a cool guy that does crimes? The Riddler. Tony Soprano, exactly. Okay. Mm. Let's get back to business. Back to business. 86 yeah. kilograms. 86. Uh, Ramazano won this weight. Uh, yeah. Who else was I there? Zahid Valencia was in the field. He he looked really good. Lost close to Ramazanov. He was able to score, which is good for him. Well, another kid that was there was uh, the 2019 Junior World Runner-Up. 
Abu Bakar, Abakarov, who um, just, he's been on a pretty, he, he, um, he lost to Mikhail Lewis a little while back at the Junior World Finals, but he's grown into his frame really well, and he had a good win over World Bronze medalist Stefan Reichman to take bronze, and, you know, he's no Zahid, but he's pretty good. I like watching him. So, Zahid had lost, like, a pretty close... Um, eight seven match. He was leading Ramazanov at points, but Ramazanov kept trucking, coming back, and if I remember correctly, it was a step out um, that got him mm -hmm. at the end. Now the thing we got to talk about with Ramazanov, um, he's a smaller guy at eighty six. You know, his most of his success is traditionally at seventy nine, where he's a Uregan champion. Um, he's a European runner up. He's, you know, placed at some pretty strong tournaments. But 86 is where he's placed at Nationals twice now. Um, and what's a stacked field with uh, Kuriglyev and Ifanov. And, you know, he's beating good elite guys like Vladislav Valiev, who's a world bronze medalist from 2017. And he's beating, like, Dato Marsh, Zahid. Really strong, strong guys, even as an undersized guy. Which, um, you know, there's no way he can make 74. He walks around at 89, so there's no way he can. But if anybody, he's made as good of a transition up to 86 without any real issues of being undersized. So I'm a re really big fan of Ramazanov. I've followed him for a long time. But we'll go into... Have you seen how he wrestles, like, at some point in time? Like, it's not a foul, but he'll do something that would, like, cripple somebody. Uh, what do you like, mean, like... There's, um... He'll get in these weird positions and stuff. So I remember at Nationals, he had a really close match with Habib Gadziev. And he gets this bow and arrow, right? But he gets it off of rotating the knee, like, all the way out. Like, externally oh. rotating his knee, like that. And then pinching it up while it's externally rotated. And then pulling it up into the bow and arrow. And just cranking it. Like, like that sort of stuff. Or I remember he was at the Uregan um, in 2020 against Atsama Sonikoyev. And he did a head in the hole cradle, right? Mm -hmm. So he gets there and then he, Sonikoyev catches him, like grabs him, his hamstring, and they're both rocking back. They're both locked in and he's just holding them there. He gets in these weird flurries and scrambles. But, like... He, he's a dog on a bone. Mm -hmm. Love Ramazanov. Wish he'd just go with his brother and go to Bulgaria, but, you know, if he wants to not... If he wants to do what he wants to do for Russia at 86, good for him. But yeah, Zahid, let's talk about what he did in the bronze medal match. He, uh, he... This was against, uh, Marsikashvili, right, from Georgia? Yeah, Dato yeah. had just had... Really? He did alright. Twenty was weird. Yeah, Dato's 2020 yeah. was weird because he beat Erdin. Mm -hmm. He's a 2018 world run-up. He was really solid. And then he loses to Boris Mikhoyev at for bronze at uh, Euros. And he's like... He's just sort of a head case, to be honest with you. And then he just recently lost in the Georgia National Finals. It's like Sandra Aminashvili, who's mid. You know, he's mid... Just very mid... And that's really when you think about things that are mid, they're not great. 
that's that's a great piece of advice you can have. But yes, so what happens is Dato's we've seen him against Jane Cox, multiple wins over Jane Cox. Um, really strong, beaten Karimi before. Um, really somebody you don't want to get extended against and, you know, deal with um, his counters. He's got really good slide buys, really strong overhook series. But, like, Zahid just bulldozed him. Mm-hmm. Like, the minute he got to his legs, he would just drive through him and plant him. And he had a couple of that, and he was up pretty big, and then pins him. So, I mean, Zahid was the guy domestically before his suspension outside of DT. Mm-hmm. And you and think he's... How close do you think he is to him? David? To, to, I yeah. I don't want to say super close. Maybe okay. like five, six points. Okay. He's... Yeah, not, not, is he... Would you he's say he's third. he's closer to Deeringer and Taylor than, or to, and, and Miles Martin and stuff like that than he is to Taylor? Yeah, he's beaten yeah. all... He's beaten Martin. He's beaten Deeringer. He's beat... Yeah, no. David maybe has three years left. One more, like, good quad in him at that. Yeah, if, if he wins the Olympics, I could see David being done. Yeah, and then, then you'd get a nice layup with Mark. and uh, Well, Mark... Mark's going to still take a little bit of time. If he if he's put on all the weight for 86, I don't think that's super great for him. He, he should be a 79. But he, yeah, he, he wants to be big, apparently. I mean, he's, he's a really great athlete. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not like he won't put on good, solid weight. It's just you, feel, you look at him and you think he's your opportunities... Like eight inches shorter. Yeah, yeah. And again, your opportunities to succeed, no matter how good you are, just... You know, yeah. Better at seventy nine, which is traditionally this this weight of like Russian dominance, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like all all the ones because it's for most them. countries it's it's the rejects from the other weights. It's the the guys who couldn't make the team. And yeah, Russia's did make the team. Russia's guys who don't make the team at seventy four are better than everyone else's backup seventy four. Yeah, they're insane. There's like yeah. And Ismanov was still that guy, the guy who mm. just won uh, Worlds for them. But, yeah, Mark and, uh, yeah, uh, Mark could be, I don't know, Daringer's still a question. I don't think Daringer's going back down. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, like, how Mark does against uh, Oh, at 86. Daringer. And then, yeah, how does Mark mm-hmm. handle a guy like full-sized Miles Mark yeah. and hold him close, which is like, he's a big question, Mark. But mm-hmm. he's wrestling Nate Jackson soon, mm-hmm. so like, I don't know. Part of me just it, it feels dumb to doubt somebody like Mark with the, you know yeah. the layers and tears that he has to his offense. But uh, there's just you know physicality. He's also he'll be less down. offensive at eighty six, which sucks. Even more. It seems like it. No. Oh, I hope not. Uh, it just seems like he. Uh, I mean, maybe he becomes the outside step guy. He becomes the misdirection guy. But it seems like at seventy nine, when he can move people, it'll be better for his offense. I remember he wrestled Ethan Ramos at Pan Am's, and he looked good there. But like, I don't know. It's it's just there's so many question marks. The only definitive thing is I think he's gonna have his time in the sun. It's just relative to the expectations that people have for Mark. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not going to be as quick. Oh my! 
Oh, no. That's garbage. I was looking at the next wave, but... Yeah, I mean, it, you, you get, everything's based off of what? Maybe Mark's time is two or three years down the line. You just got to make sure he's healthy mm -hmm. for that. But, wow. That Georgian that Ed likes, let me remember, remind everybody, the weight is 92 kilograms. Mm -hmm. The worst weight in wrestling. It sucks. It's not great. Uh, Irakli Mitsituri. Yes. Ed's favorite wrestler. Yeah, I don't know why uh, he likes him. There's guys that are like better good. than him. Oh, they're actually good. He lost to Osman Nurmagomedov. I don't even know who that is. I don't even care. Uh, then he lost to Baranowski, 8-8. And Baranowski's the guy that lost to Pat Downey. Who, this is just a weight of, I, I hate it. I don't like 92 kilograms. Mm -hmm. It's just, there's, it's, it's... It just doesn't feel right. It's it's like the it. cast-offs from the weights that were already not that good. Yeah, that the, the, the were in the middle tier. And uh, Zbigniew's a good 86. Mm -hmm. He was an individual World Cup runner-up. But it's like, he doesn't have enough of a, a deep, like a, like a layered game to beat Pat Downey. That's just, that's just awful. That is just, oh, God. Like, I know he's still good, but it's like, he's like if you scaled up Gilman, made him worse, made him attack less, and some, like, gave him worse defense, and just were like, okay, I'll just make you stronger and longer. But yeah, Sitsuri sucks. Mitsuri sucks. Hate watching him. But well, let me see what he's ranked. The, in the the island of misfit toys that is 92 kilos. Oh, number seven. Is he really? Wow. Yeah, it's fucking awful. Mm. I hate it. How many it's, Olympic weights should there be? 92 shouldn't be one of them. That's my one answer. How would you uh, redistribute 70 should, it? 70 should be. Would you, would you put 90. some... Would you make the bottom go like 55, 60, 65 or something? What, 55, 59, 63, cram, cram more weights in down there? I just I keep them through 70. So just have there be nine weights? Yeah, so 57, just, 61, 65, 70, 74, and then... And then space them like, out. You go like 81, 88, 97? Yeah, you could do an 81, and then 88, and then you'd be fine, and you wouldn't have to make... You could even do a 90. You could just do a, a 90. And you wouldn't really have to worry. You do 81, 90. Because 163 is a lot lower than people think. And then 70, there'd be a decent jump. But at the same point in time, there's a clear delineation between your 100, like, 54 and a half pounds to your 80 kilos, like 170 or something. So it's like a normal jump up that you'd see, like a 20-pound differentiation. But it's like... You'd have guys that would either go from like 65 kilos all the way to 74, which that's a huge jump. Not just, you know, in strict competition weight of, you know, 143 to 163. That's like add on another 20 pounds, maybe even like 25, 30 pounds to a guy's walk around weight. And it, it's just, you know, it was ridiculous. 
and guys would still have success there, but that's why I just get rid of 92 immediately. Just Sounds good. I just hate watching it, because I'll, like, rank it, and I'll be like, this guy would maybe be, there's guys here, like, Suzuki Dakatani didn't even beat anyone, like, even by Japanese standards at an upper weight, who's good. He just literally was successful at 86 back in 2018, and that qualifies him to be ranked. Mm. At number 16, granted, but it's like, it's so bad. Let's see who we have. Oh, 97. 97 was supposed to be headlined by Snyder and Sharifov. Uh, unfortunately, that did not happen. Fortunately. Oh. I think you, you get rid of yeah. the prefix, and you, well, you start to see the world a little differently. <laughs> well, uh, maybe yes. you were expecting Sharifov to be like sort of trying. I expected that, that he was... tried. I remember I saw a match of him. They jacked up the brackets a bit. Yeah, Sharifov lost. It was a it was a round robin. They had like two or they they had two pools of three or four. So Sharifov lost to Matrashvili in his pool, uh, and then then did not wrestle the the medal rounds. Oh, Matrashvili looked so good in that, and then his style is like a less amped up version of Snyder, who can actually touch his toes, and like. Oh, he got wrecked bad. And, like, people were on this I hate Kyle Snyder train. Boo Kyle Snyder. Egghead. Egg Benedict needs to get cracked. Like, he's not bad. He's literally, as we said before, he's wrestling against the, you know, one of the generational greats in Sajalayev. And then he lost out to, uh, he has Jaden at his weight. Another great. And then... I think Mohammadian's still going to be the guy for Iran when everything's settled. And, you know, a big, big guy like him who can actually shoot at a high rate, who shoots really strong sweep singles and can scramble. I mean, it's like, it's, it's not that Kyle's bad. It's just those are really tough matchups. Yeah, he destroyed Macharish, really. But, uh, yeah, it was a good day in the office for Snyder, man. Mm-hmm. If, you know, well, if Gadisov came back for Armenia yeah oh sorry I was thinking about Gatsloff yeah either of them how how does Snyder Gatsloff stack up Armenia. against those guys oh right now yeah for Gatsloff I haven't seen him in so long I, I'm, I'm just wondering I, I mean, yeah, I, mean yeah. I, I mentioned Gadisov because that was who he beat for his first world title I mean how much Gadisov's retired retired like he's lost oh, he's, a lot he's of weight d- okay. he's a junior guy he's not like sick he's just like you saw how big he was Mm-hmm. He lost a lot of weight. I mean, how um, has, has Snyder declined? Has everyone caught up to him? What was his deal? Uh, he just says those three guys. They're yeah. just stylistically not great for him, and they, you know, there's things that would take quite a fair bit of time for him to catch up to, and then you have to think even with that, you know, those guys are still just going to get better. And, mm-hmm. and Mo, 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 I say that about Mohammadian. He still lost like a th- three match series against a guy Snyder beat, so. It's really up in the air, but I don't. I don't really feel great about his chances about Sajalaya or Cox, but right. uh, yeah, with Gatsalov, uh, he's so old at this point, and he just started mm-hmm. coaching Yakuts. But he's adamant that he's going to wrestle for Armenia. So I mean, I just need to see him out on the mat. I don't even know. I don't even know how Gatsalov would do against Hushkin at this point, who's mm-hmm. really emerged, just strong guy for Belarus. 
I don't know. I guess Snyder, based off of just youth at this point. Yeah, but because he's yeah. done, done. Okay, uh, 125. Another beefcake that, you know, or whatever, the Polish version of that. I don't know anything about Poland. Yeah, Ro- uh, Robert Baran beat uh, Nick Wisdowski. It was kind of a Thank stupid God. match. Good. Uh, oh. they, they were in a scramble, and Wisdowski like, used his foot to like push yeah. away. And they, they called him for kicking, and they gave a caution and won. He lost 5-5. Five, five. Yes. But he also Good. kind of walked into a chest wrap again. Good. Um, and kind of did, for better and for worse, the Gwizdowski type of things. And oh, yeah, it, it where he gets stuck underneath on all of his shots. And and it's like, I mean, when, he, shoot when he finishes, it's like, oh, that was really nice. Do that but again. And he does it like, again, and then he gets times. square straight. On yeah, them, and he just dies. Watch. Yeah, Gable. Gable's gonna be the one to watch. Who do you lose to at the RTC Cup? Kwiatkowski lost to Mason Paris, as well as Gable. Yeah, yeah he lost to both of them. Yeah. So it's like he also did. Like I, I thought he was maybe injured a little bit, but if he's wrestling a month later, he was probably he fine. Say, maybe, just, maybe uh, yeah. his body is starting. He's having somatic syndrome of all the guilt that he feels for being a fake Italian when he's clearly Polish. No, oh, I didn't clearly. know he was fake Italian. When when he's does fake he? Italian. All he talks about is the Sopranos and oh. eating subs and uh, you know stuff like that. Oh. And you know I can smell it from a mile away. You know how? Because he doesn't smell like you know spaghetti. Uh, that's all that's all I need but classic you know it's his it's his own body you know failing him it's an autoimmune disorder that only fake Italians get that's why Nick Wisdowski lost hmm, he should go back yeah, to wrestling like Adam Kuhn yeah just just, just gigantic huge men. but slow people that was his thing yeah don't wrestle Gino well he had a really good match with Gino once mm-hmm. but Gino had like from what I heard, like a broken rib. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Gino wrestled really well. He had a tough one with Kosilek, which is a close score. And then against Baran, he put up points. Seven points to be precise. But yeah, Gwiz beat uh, some German transfer. And then. Oh, the, there's a 96 from Germany that bumped up. Gennady Sudinovic. Why did he bump up? That's stupid. And he lost. He should have listened. If he had known, I would have said that's a bad idea. He would have never bumped up. Mm-mm. Yeah, what a, what a shame. So there's some... Uh, do you want to go over the Greco stuff? Because uh, there's one match that was actually good. Mm-hmm. Um, out of the whole thing. Yeah, it, it was mostly Turkey uh, winning. Pretty much. All the uh, medals. What was yeah. the good match? Was it Abasov and Basar? Basar? Yeah, Abasov and Basar. Yeah, Basar yeah. is a two-time world champ. Yeah, so this is at 87. Abasov. Uh, Abasov from Azerbaijan uh, won, junior world champion. won this weight. Yeah, it's impressive stuff. And then um, world bronze medalist, Georgian, or world medalist. I can go check. I remember looking. He might have both, but Melia for 
uh, George is pretty good. He's better than Nadirishvili, like the big beefy one. You remember? You remember that guy, Ravas Nadirishvili? Just uh... a big old stack of meat. Yeah, Melia was the U twenty three world runner up. He's solid. Solid as a rock. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, but overall pretty good. Oh, the women. How'd the women do? They did. Uh, there's some How'd decent matches. The the biggest one I thought was. At fifty three, Sophia Matson beat um oh, beat Jakara Winchester. So at fifty, Sarah Hildebrandt killed everyone. Uh, fifty three oh, was was the big one. Uh, I yeah. I thought Jakara was gonna win. Uh, yeah. I I don't know. I feel like I'm not a huge fan of Matson. Like yeah. I don't know. I feel like she. UWW like gives her so much attention. Or they and, like, give so her like much... a new video every week. Yeah, they, and they she's like the, they give like the wholesome version of Flo's Pat Downey's. Mm -hmm. uh, and she six, went six like, documentaries a month. And like she, uh, she's won like two or three matches at Worlds this cycle. Like oh, over like the entire cycle, she. Uh, I mean, she took some time off. Yeah, uh, to big. give birth. Yeah, we don't have babies. Uh, but she was Olympic yeah, bronze. Uh, hasn't won a medal since then. Maybe she's she's getting back into peak yeah, condition or whatever. But I thought yeah, uh, I thought Winchester was going to win, and she just looked kind of slow and looked like she couldn't finish a shot. Yeah, at, at fifty-seven, Helen Marulis won. Looked pretty good. Big, big Helen, the the second pride of the Balkans, or the equal pride of the Balkans. Um, Greek, I don't speak Greek, but uh, if I did, I'd be screaming right now. Oh yeah, Kayla sixty-two was a really cool weight. Mm -hmm. So Kayla Miracle was like what a four-timer. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Been. On so many world teams at this point, in time. Mm -hmm. like, well, Macy's gonna beat somebody big at this point. I mean, she, she hasn't like beats, put it together um, completely. Scotch. Yeah, I mean, she, she's so young. Where it's like right, she because I I felt like for the last year or two she should be a clear number two at the weight in the U.S. Yeah. up there with uh, or with with Miracle, and she kind of just yeah. like does dumb stuff sometimes, and she'll like give up a she's four. She's so young, but she's yeah. I think starting to clean that up. Yeah, I mean, Takach is really solid. Yeah. The girl she beat, 2018 yeah. world medalist, 2017 world mm -hmm. medalist. And she was, like, Kilty was like, just moving people, getting to her uh, her sweep, and looked like a, a really good wrestler. Yeah, really solid stuff from AC Kilty, and Kayla was able to come out on top. Tamara Mensa-Stock, you know, she beats Adeline Gray. Mm -hmm. Not, she doesn't just beat Adeline Gray. Adeline doesn't get anything off. Mm-hmm. Made her look completely just completely out of ideas. Yeah, just in a creative rut. Mm -hmm. You know, and she uh, beat Forrest Molinari here, who was, I think, seen as her, her kind of main competition for this weight at sixty-eight. Yeah. Uh, so now it seems like it's just uh, Mensa's weight. Uh, Forrest wrestled yeah. pretty well, but just wasn't good enough or strong enough. 
Yeah, there's just some horsepower issues there for mm-hmm. Tamara. So 76 was a strange weight in that a lot of these, you know, they're probably Eurocentric or they place the Euros once or twice. Right. So we had, like, at May, who's good, who's a past world medalist, she ends up losing to... Do, 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 do. Martina, let's see. Let me go back to the main page. Yeah, Martina Kuntz from Austria. And it's like, a, you don't really see what Austria put up most of the time women's talent. Right. For her to be like a passport medalist in May is pretty surprising. And then she went on to win the whole thing over, uh, who are we looking at here? Beat uh, Le Carpenter. Le Carpentier. Yes. Yeah, see, I don't really speak, uh, French. Uh, well, I think that means uh, the carpenter, which is someone that works the with uh, wood, you know, like wood they and things. use like saws and things. Um, Metal. So Kyle Snyder, because um, they, they called him the, the wooden man, Pretzel I believe. Man. Uh, didn't didn't Sedalia say it's like wrestling a wooden man? Oh, yeah, yeah. He, uh, no, he, the, they'll he say, like, the pumps too much iron. And that yeah, it's made yeah, him a wooden man. Much, like, he worked out. Yeah, yeah, he's he's made out of wood. Said. So, yeah, the carpenter would uh, take him apart easily. But she was taken so apart so by just... this Austrian 7-2. to two. Hmm. And um, it is That's... a bit weird, like, this being the highest women's weight. Like, cause there's, like yeah. because of, like, the size of their bodies and stuff, it kind of resembles, like, a mid to upper weight. But then also yeah. because it's like the talent pool level of an upper weight, you have oh, some right, of the, right, right. the heavyweight type dynamics of like, oh, you're just the strong one that like just pulls everyone's head down. So you, you're just waiting for a Levon Berianidze to enter the field is what I'm hearing. Something like a, that. A strong, hairy, burly, <laughs> very hairy, let me reiterate that, uh, mm-hmm. Armenian man who's actually Georgian. Uh, Georgian Armenian man to sweep you off your feet by pulling on your head and winning a two-one match, and you look through and you look in deeply into his beady, hairy, sweaty eyes, and you see a future for yourself. Yeah, sweaty eyes. (laughs) Clean clean up his dirty wife beaters, stained with mm, this meat biscuits. Yeah, that's. That's what I like to think about, but that's why I would never commit to being a heavyweight. I just have body dysmorphia to the point where I it could say 280 pounds on the scale, but I'm still a 160-pounder. Heavyweight's mm-hmm. a mindset. Weight is just an illusion. You know, if you eat dirt, if you drink piss, if you do what you want, nobody can tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. If, you, uh, if you use Osterine... People can tell you yeah. what to do because that's what Victoria yeah, yeah, Francis did. Well, Victoria Francis did, yeah, in 2017. Really? Yep. Before it was cool. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, Austrian's a cutting steroid, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I remember uh, she used to be bigger, too. She yeah, was okay. at 76 and then 72 when they made that a thing. Yeah. And then, and then like... She she's did, in the low 60s. Uh, she age. tried to wrestle 68. She got pinned... By Forrest Molinari, she went back up to what seventy six. She, she, uh, she might have got bronze. She was like fifth at seventy two. 
Let me see. She was second at senior nationals at 68 in 2019. Is she a, So we're talking about Mallory Velty? No, we're talking about Victoria Francis. Oh, sorry. Yeah, v- Velty's lower. Yeah. Yeah, I was about to say, because Francis, that's a pretty high yeah. cut to go from like the 70s down to like 62. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Austrian's a tricky, tricky one, because I know Fix got caught with it. And then... Did Obi Blanc? Did he get caught with it? Uh, Obi Blanc a little while ago? Yeah, like 2015. Well, he's still competing. That's crazy. What, what would you even do when you're that old? Uh, 35. Mm. How old is Obi Blanc? He's not 35. He's also he's not 35. Like, it's like 60. He's not wrestling, though. He's 35. He's exactly 35. Is he really? He's exactly... Th- I wow. know these things. Wow. <laughs> Last time you doubt me. That's what I like to think. If you have any question about someone who... You know, mm. They could potentially be, you know, in their so mid-30s. So you, you have a, a database of all the 35-year-olds? Sure, sure. Okay. It's, just, uh, it's like a sense. Name, uh, name another 35-year-old. Uh, well, give me one second. It's, uh... That's no problem. Ronaldo, Cristiano and Ronaldo. Is Jake Varner thirty five? No, he's what did what did he graduate? Like twenty twelve? Uh I would guess eleven, but I don't know. Oh Jake Varner's thirty four. That's why you didn't sense it. Yeah, I didn't sense it. Okay. Jeffrey Starr is thirty five. Rosanna Panzino? What the hell is that? They almost made Paisan. What? What? It's trying to get me pretty pissed. There's a question you wanted to ask me about some sort of skirmish or conflict that uh, I yeah, someone put in. Someone wanted me to ask you about it, but I don't know what it was. So at one point, so someone declared the, the war. So at one point, someone declared war on you. Uh, yeah, why did they, they did. do that? And what was the outcome well, of the war? They were jealous of, you know, my success. And it, it's really funny when you think about it. You know, when you try and show people the light, all they want to do is go back to the darkness. And you're just like this nice, some would say, like a, a, a light made of flesh, like a flashlight. And you're just illuminating the world for these people. And all they want to do is tell you, no, you don't know what you're talking about. Shut up. You're da, 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 da. And, you know, I, I don't have anything to do with that anymore because, you know, you just want to be like a light, like a fleshlight for people, you know, making their lives better. And I'm not going to be put in a position where people don't respect that I do that. But, yes, it, I did win, if that's the question. There's, it shouldn't be in question, really. At this so... Okay, uh, sound, sounds inconclusive, I've got to say. Sounds like I won. Sounds like it's very replicable. How many uh, casualties did you inflict? None. No, no, that I suffered, none. No, all did you inflict? Them. How many did your enemies oh, all of them. suffer? Oh, they're all, all of them. They're all uh, dead, they're Dunzo, all wounded, they're Kukut, all given up. Gone. Oh. Done. Debellation of the enemy side. Interesting. What, what what was that word? Debellation. It's when um like your what whole thing gets like destroyed in a war. Like, because normally in a war, like 
some of your army surrenders and then you just like give up oh. and you lose some territory. But Why sometimes you use a big word like that when I sometimes your whole thing just gets ruined winner. and they like like eat your city and everything and like everyone dies or gets absorbed. Into that's a the, that's a crude stereotype about the people my origin that we eat rocks. What do you eat? With spaghetti. Spaghetti and rocks. Orzo. Oh. Noki. Hmm. You know, gabagool stuff like that. I would, I would really care for if you bring me in, you you don't dis- disrespect my very being and essence. You know, when you when you get brought into this world as a light of flesh, a light of flesh, like a, a fleshlight really to make people's lives better, and they just keep disrespecting you. I mean, you you don't know what it's like, but you you should understand. It's kind of, it's not great. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Do we have any sponsors we need to put out? Yeah, I think so, but I don't know. I'm waiting to hear back from uh, our command center. But um, if you go to the fight site... Autonomous Republic? Okay. uh, Yeah. So what if we do? So, there's another one called Hyperfly. And they make uh, clothing and jujitsu and grappling equipment. You don't uh, even have to do jiu-jitsu to they wear. They have uh, fitness and streetwear equipment as well. You can wear They have NBA on. brand stuff. You don't um, even know have, how to... You don't even have to wear the clothes. Yeah, you can just have them. Like uh, Samuel Egan, uh, who yeah, you has just, tons just of clothes. Frame every, uh, it's like every a really, a really cool lifestyle that everyone should just, emulate. Just just uh, Xerox every piece of clothing mm-hmm. that you have and then frame it in your house and say, I remember I wore that once, but uh, that was a vibe, mm-hmm. and I don't want to kill the vibe. The, uh, the value but, of yeah. these things may uh, go up over time. So like, if you think about it, in like a thousand years when these become antiques... You can sell them instead of money. Yeah, they'll be worth like millions. More um, than money. Mm-hmm. You could, yeah, you, you, could, you could just barter them. But you could also sell them for money and use the money. Now, what's the name of it? What is the name of it? Hyperfly. So once again, you should go to the fight site and go down to the bottom and click on where it says Hyperfly. And some portion of the money that you spend will go to us. And we can pay for things like uh, our microphones and uh, our time so that we can uh, skip work to watch wrestling and record these things uh we can get um uh enough protein in seth's diet that he doesn't atrophy and die and lose his next war don't atrophy that would never happen even if you like stopped eating 100 percent metabolically efficient you know Mm. i i can eat a banana and get 100 percent of i can eat bugs bananas twigs oh all right so small animals so don't give any money to seth but you should still I, give the money to the give me fight most site. Of, you should give most of the money to me, and then I would redistribute it um, in a fair way. And we can give you more articles if you want them. You just have to pay us double the amount that we told you to, and we'll give you protection as well. It's a very classic. Some say scheme. I say um, financial. What do we say? Uh, primary provider financial recompensation plan. That sounds like a scam. That's not a scam. It's it, it it's the the actual term is loan sharking, but you know that's all right. Well, fine. 
<laughs> Whatever. <laughs> sure. Okay. Well, remember well, to go to the fight site and click check on out the uh, the oh, things yeah. at the bottom that look like uh, fake. Yeah. They're actually real and they actually help us out a lot. So please uh, yeah, they do. try and support us with those things. I think some of you can get good value out of them, uh, both the clothing and the VPN. Uh, we also, mm -hmm. I think, have a deal with uh, Bovada, which is a gambling firm that you can use to They're gamble. Really uh, if you like, enjoy the thrill of losing money or you're good and you, that, you don't lose. enjoy you don't lose. the profit of winning money, if you do... You get a two hundred dollar bonus. Two hundred dollars. Uh, when you sign up, it'll be credited to your account. You make a deposit, Ooh, and then whatever okay. money you put in, they add two hundred to it. Uh, and yeah. obviously, their theory is it's to entice you to sign up, and you'll lose all your money. But and if you, you can't lose money gambling, if you, you listen just, to us, you, you gain won't, experience. Exactly, you won't. You just you never, lose you any money. Lose. You just gain you'll get, experience. You'll get rich. You'll and experience. Become the most experienced person there is. Right. Uh, it's the kind of experience you can only get by watching 17 Remember, hours yeah. of wrestling a day results or gambling. Yeah, uh, past results, results do not guarantee future performance. I uh, just want to say this again. Results may vary. They may not, but they may. No, they'll vary. Oh, There's so no results will vary. Which, was I yeah, we were not supposed to say that, but results will vary. Oh, so it's a game of chance. Yeah, but results will vary. But you can you can depend on the fact results will vary. Oh. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm taking that to the bank then. Yeah, I'll see. I'll see you at the bank. Mm-hmm. And uh, we I'll have not gotten. We have not gotten any uh, direct orders from uh, our sponsors or our. Uh, uh, the board of directors. Um, We're just really passionate about gambling, mm -hmm. nice streetwear, and VPNs. So, um, as the CEO of Italians, uh, do you have right. like a, a board of directors of Italians? Yeah, like three or four guys, uh -huh. pure blooded Italians, and and do they like hate you yet, or like how does that work? No, 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 no. They 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 can't, as I am their leader. And it's a family sort of thing. It's a, it's a very classical operation. Oh, and like um, respect. Martin Floriani and his operation, similar I mean, arrangement. Yes, he's an Italian, but the fact that he engages in cryptocurrency and isn't me means uh, he's dumb. That's that's clear as day. You know, have you ever put two have you ever put two stray cats together in the same room? I have not. Okay, so what happens is they're gonna fight until one of them, you know leaves or dies and that's that's what happens with italians they're very territorial and justly so because we're the best and you cannot have two bests you can only have one so mm, that is how numbers work so yeah uh speaking of having two bests uh there's some interlopers yes. now uh a new a new wrestling podcast has joined the fight site network it is called stupid points it's run yes. by uh, people whose names I don't know, uh, but they are both uh, former are college stupid? wrestlers. Yes, very much so. Oh, okay. Uh, but well, they have give a good balance to our they intellectual. They have some points. Uh, they they have some good interviews. You can look at their back catalog uh, on a Stupid Points podcast. I don't know if they'll be the feed will be integrated with the rest of the fight site or how that's going to work, but uh, they will be the second best fight site podcast. 
Oh, and you should give Who's them a listen. Uh, the Week in Wrestling. That's that's what this yeah. is. Bright eyes. Why would my eyes? Have you seen my eyes? It's a it's that's it's 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 a sarcastic. I know it's a figure remark. of speech, but they they're very beady, very very sweaty. I think you very said tired. Sweaty. That's what you said about uh, Paranazzi or whatever. <laughs> yeah, his his caveman brow is such that it's just like it, it drips down <laughs> into his eyes. It's like it's like um, his body is making its own bangs. Like he just drips, drip, drip, drip. You know, if you if you could even be half the five hundred pound man that he is by now, you would have so much more respect for him. You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't have to tell you what it's like to be a morbidly obese Armenian man but you know there's just levels to this game and sometimes you're playing on expert mm-hmm. as I like to say yeah it might be just just remember you know results may vary you know results may vary not for me though and oh not for me oh that's a twist okay uh, uh no more surprises though we're gonna end this show right now uh, before right, Seth so. lists the genealogy of a Russian Uzbek wrestler mm-hmm. from the late 2000s. Yeah, who, did, who was a 2015 med. Okay, well, Seth was getting off the rails a little bit, so we had to shut him down. But uh, hopefully you got something out of that discussion. Uh, that tournament was the biggest thing that happened. There's also uh, some college wrestling that happened this past weekend. Uh, the, the biggest, uh, results were, uh, Missouri against Iowa State. There were some good matches. Um, Alan Hart beat Ian Parker. Alan Hart from Missouri at 141 has been having a really good year. Uh, Parker's his biggest win yet. Uh, maybe a little bit of controversy with the way a couple scrambles in that match were scored, where Parker was behind him. Uh, but Hart basically was face down, but he was uh, holding and extending Parker's leg. Uh, they did not give a takedown. They usually don't. Uh, some people think they should. Um, I thought Hart more or less controlled the match. I thought those calls were fine, and Parker couldn't really finish uh, his shots. But it was um, it was fairly competitive. It'd be a, a good match to see again. Um, and then the, the uh, other kind of big storyline from that was at 197, uh, Rocky Elam from Missouri, uh, who's already kind of established himself, even though he's a freshman as one of the better guys at that weight, uh, against, uh, younger Bastida from Iowa State, who is from Cuba. And this is his first time wrestling, uh, folk style. He was winning and then chose bottom and got ridden out. Gave up a stall point and a riding time point and lost. Um, and so it, it was interesting to show, to see it, that he would try and choose bottom. Uh, I don't know if that means the coaches believe in him or just want him to get more experience there, but also that he's uh, he's winning on the feet against guys like Elam. He uh, He's going to be a dangerous guy in March. Uh, Nebraska and Iowa had their duel. I talked about it a little bit last week. Uh, the Ironman and Red match was uh, pretty exciting as we expected. 
Uh, Ironman was getting to the legs a little bit more. He didn't do kind of the classic Iowa, you know, collar tie, high crotch stuff. It was more kind of elbow off stuff, but he was taking a couple more shots. Uh, Red is a pretty good defensive wrestler, uh, a good counter guy. Uh, so Ironman taking shots against him, I guess, is a positive. Uh, all Ironman's points came on counters. Red had an early takedown, and then Ironman uh, in the second period hit a cradle off of Red's shot, and then uh, scored uh, sort of a go-behind after a, a long battle late in the match. The final score was, I think, 8-4, to four, but it, it fell a little bit closer than that. Uh, Max Mirren beat Brock Hardy. He looked really good. Mirren is a guy I sometimes don't probably respect enough because he's kind of just a steady guy. Uh, freshman year, he was in the maybe 10 to 15 range nationally. Uh, and he's, he's kind of worked his way up from there where he's a clear top 10 guy now. Uh, Nelson Brands got the start at 141. It was a little bit Unclear whether it would be him or Abe Asad uh, in that spot. Uh, Brands got the spot and beat Taylor Venz, who's a pretty good wrestler. I think 11-3, to pretty uh, dominant. Um, and then Illinois beat Ohio State in a duel. A uh, couple uh, notable results. Uh, Little Bronigal, I forget his first name, beat uh, Ethan Smith. Um, Matt Roblevsky beat uh, Gavin Hoffman, which was surprising because saw, uh, Hoffman had done really well in the wrestle-off to beat uh, Chase Singletary. And then at heavyweight, uh, Luke Luffman beat, uh, beat Tate Orndorff, the transfer from Utah Valley. And he also beat... Um, Against Wisconsin, he beat um, Trent Hilger. So really big weekend for Luffman. Uh, earlier tonight was the uh, Wisconsin RTC, the Work Tug event. Uh, they have not done a good job publicizing the results of that. and I was not able to watch the whole thing live. Uh, Chris Flieger won the Battle of the Coaches. Uh, it was not a good match. It was not worth watching. Uh, Seth Gross beat Roost Ampar. Pretty good match. Um, Ampar was winning and then kind of got tired and Gross came back and beat him. Uh, Rana Heaton beat Felicity Taylor. Uh, that was, I think the final score is pretty one-sided, but it was good action back and forth. Um, trying to think who else because they haven't really publicized it. Uh, they don't have the results listed anywhere. Uh, David McFadden beat Evan Wick. Uh, there were a couple sort of controversial calls in that match, but they mostly got it right, and, or it didn't matter too much. Uh, McFadden is a little bit bigger, but I thought Wick would be able to handle him. Didn't quite work out that way. McFadden, I thought, wrestled a good match. Uh, McFadden's been fun on, on these cards, and I'm hoping he keeps... Wrestling uh, consistently. Uh, the not as much recap this week because the main thing was the tournament in France. Uh, a lot of stuff next week. We're getting to the part of the season where uh, the college matches are coming pretty heavy. 
Uh, and it, it just so happens we have uh, more freestyle around now. Uh, some big college uh, matches this week. Iowa against Minnesota. The uh, marquee match there is at 157, Brayton Lee uh, against Caleb Young. Uh, Virginia and Virginia Tech uh, should be a good duel. Uh, Northwestern Nebraska has some good matchups. Um, Chris Cannon is a redshirt freshman for Nebra uh, Northwestern. Uh, I haven't seen him, but he's supposed to be pretty good. Uh, he's wrestling Alex Thompson. Uh, Yaya Thomas is always a guy who seems like he should be doing better than he does. Um, and he'll have a chance against Brock Hardy from Nebraska to move up in the rankings. Uh, and then Lucas Davison against Eric Schultz. Schultz just came off a big win over uh, Jacob Warner against Iowa. Um, so that should be um, a pretty good match. Uh, Oklahoma is wrestling Iowa State, uh, and that duel is going to have Dom Demas against Ian Parker. Uh, usually when Demas wins, it's cool, and when Parker wins, it's boring, but it's they're, they're both wrestlers that I like, and um, it'll be probably a, a competitive match. Uh, Younger Bastida is going to have another good opponent. This time it's Jake Woodley from Oklahoma. Woodley's um, a good neutral wrestler, a guy who can get to legs pretty well, um, and it'll be a good kind of measuring stick for Bastida. I, I think Bastida beats him. Uh, but maybe Woodley gives him problems. Uh, the Pittsburgh Wrestling Club is having their second pro event. They, I think, don't have all the matches published, um, but so far we have Quentin Perez against Ronnie Perry, uh, Victoria Francis against Diamond Guilford, um, which is interesting because Francis just wrestled at the French tournament and did not have great results. And Evan Wick is going to be wrestling again against Chance Marsteller. Um, those are all good matches. Those are all matches I'd be interested in writing about if I had time. Unfortunately, I do not. Uh, we also have... Hopefully I'll be able to talk about this one next week as well because it's a week from Friday. Um, this show usually comes out on Fridays. So I can maybe talk about it and you'll be able to listen to it for you know, that afternoon, and then the matches will be that night. But in case I can't get to it, uh, the headliner is Mark Hall against Nate Jackson. Uh, Hall is probably giving up a good bit of size. Nate Jackson, uh, I think John Kozak said that he's wrestled the most matches of anyone since the pandemic started. He's made an effort to get himself onto all these cards he's wrestled at. Senior Nationals, he wrestled in the Flow Tournament. Uh, he's really kind of come into his own in the last couple years as a freestyler. Um, and he's um, pretty big, pretty long for the weight. Taking on Mark Hall, who's was not huge even at 174. Seems like he'll struggle with size at 86. Uh, but Hall, you know, great wrestler, great defensively when he chooses to be, can um, be exciting offensively as well, great scrambler. Um, I would have to do some more research on that one, think about how it plays out, but my instinct is Jackson at this point in time. Um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that one. There's also going to be Chandler Rogers against Ben Darmstadt. 
which is cool. Rogers uh, had a lot of success in Greco at 82 and 87 kilograms. Um, wrestled at 165 in college. And Darmstadt is an 84-97 guy. Uh, Rogers has gone up in weight quite a bit. Um, but R Rogers is, you know, I've written about him before. He's an exciting wrestler. He has a, an outside step carry. He hits the assassin on top a lot. Uh, he's he actually has pretty decent fundamentals, um, you know, where he can hit his single leg or whatever. Uh, Darmstadt's also a pretty wild guy. He gets into a lot of scrambles. He has a good uh, cradle off his opponent's shot. Rogers will also be representing uh, Stalemates, which is a uh, wrestling YouTube channel that you can maybe t take a look at. They do, you know, kind of goofy, you know, meme stuff. Uh, but they also covered uh, Willie Sailor's, uh, the lawsuit between Flow Wrestling and Rockfin and Willie Sailor. Uh, Zach over there does a really good job with those things. Uh, that is it for this week because Seth spent too long talking about uh, Azerbaijan's fifth stringers. Uh, but hopefully we'll be back next week with um, a little more focus on the college stuff.